0: This is a Poets and Writers, page one, author reading. To hear more, visit us at pw.org forward slash multimedia or at soundcloud.com forward slash poets and writers. My paternal grandmother was ornery, fat, and formidable. She cackled when she laughed, brooded for reasons known only to her, barked out her sometimes alarming opinions, and spoke a Norwegian dialect impenetrable to me. Although she was born in the United States, she never mastered the TH sound in English and opted for a straight T instead, referring to tings and thunderstorms and Thanksgiving. When I was a child, her hair was thick and white, and when loose, it fell almost to her waist. Before I knew her, it had been auburn. It thinned over the years, but I remember my awe when I saw it down. That happened only at night, after she had unpinned her bun in front of the hazy mirror in the tiny, musty, mildewed bedroom of the farmhouse where she lived with my grandfather, who had his own even smaller room under the eaves just up the narrow wooden steps on a floor we were rarely allowed to visit once her hair had fallen and her nightgown was on my grandmother took out her teeth and put them in a glass by the bed an act that fascinated me and my sister leave because we had no body parts that could be removed at night and replaced in the morning the extractable teeth however were only one piece of an altogether marvelous if sometimes intimidating being our grandmother peeled potatoes with a paring knife at what seemed to me the speed of light, hauled logs from the woodpile near the house, and yanked open the heavy door to the root cellar with a single gesture as strong as any man's before she let us down to the cold, dank domain where canned goods stood in their glass jars on shelves lined up against earthen walls. It was a place that smelled of the grave, a thought that may or may not have occurred to me then, but the excursion was always accompanied by a whiff of threat, by the fantasy that I would be left below with the jars and the snakes and the ghosts in blackness. She was the only grown up we knew who enjoyed telling poop jokes. She rocked with laughter over our plop plop funnies as if she were a child herself. And when she was in a good mood, she told us stories from the long-lost days of her own childhood, how she had learned to turn handsprings and cartwheels and walk on a wire, and how she and her brothers hoisted sails on their sleds and were blown hard and fast across the frozen lake near the farm where she grew up. Before we went visiting, a word that signaled we were about to hop in the old ford and call on various neighbors, Grandma put on her straw hat with the flowers on it that hung on a hook inside the front door and grabbed her black handbag with the gold clasp that had her little coin purse inside it and we were off. My grandmother died when she was 98. She has been a ghost in my life for some time, but she has been returning lately in a mental image. I see... Matilda Underdal Hustwet coming toward me, carrying two heavy pails of water. Behind her is the rusted hand pump that still stands on the property. And behind the pump are the stones, which were once the foundation of the old barn that had been torn down long before I was born. It is summer. I see my grandmother's cotton house dress buttoned up the front. I see her low breasts, wide body and thick legs. I see the loose flesh under her arms jiggle as she walks straight armed with the enameled metal buckets. And I see her fierce red rimmed sunken eyes behind her glasses. I feel the heat of the sun and the hot wind that blows across the undulating flats of rural Minnesota. I see an immense sky and the broad blank horizon interrupted by copses of trees. The memory image is accompanied by a mixture of satisfaction and pain.